Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-aged, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. <laughs> I guess that's what we start with every time, right? Welcome back for another exciting episode or podcast. Like I always, I always say episode, but podcast of the Scotchy uh, Bourbon Boys. Another exciting episode of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. That was Jim Morrison of the Doors singing the Alabama song, our national anthem. We found another whiskey bar tonight. We, uh, have Super Nash. I'm so excited. We got Super Nash here from South South Carolina. On the road tonight, so I'm live from my motel room. In North Carolina, right? You're not Carolina. There you go. So uh it's 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 exciting. Uh tonight we have uh <laughs> We have a really cool setup. It's I, I don't think anybody's. I've watched a lot of podcasts, and I don't think anybody's got this setup. One, we're gonna do it blind, so we're kind of getting excited about this. Blind as shit. Yeah, blind as shit. We're both blind because we didn't coordinate anything as far as which one. So we're gonna be tasting when we taste in order. We don't know what we're tasting, but we're not gonna be tasting the same bourbons or we could be we don't know they're all mixed up yeah we don't know <laughs> have no idea the 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 blind people the people who made us blind were in different states and were not coordinated so this is this is going to be interesting <laughs> oh my god hey look roxy he said that i didn't be, but i think you're pretty damn coordinated <laughs> <laughs> but she's not coordinated with caleb <laughs> So, well, well, it's great uh, to be back in uh, the spirit of French Lick. Uh, Alan Bishop and the the people down there are just so super, and they are our sponsors. You've heard the Lee Sinclair ad, but we like to do uh, a reading straight into because uh, they have been uh, a 
constant support for us. And then also uh, what, what, you know, Alan not only supports us from a standpoint of, you know, being a sponsor, but he also supports us with so much knowledge and uh, friendship. So we love to promote the spirit of French Lick. The Spirit of French Lick, the largest pot still distillery in Indiana, is leading the way, representing both quality of the Hoosier artesian distilling process while paying tribute to its inseparable past and the many pre-Prohibition-era distilleries that once dotted the hills of southern Indiana. By implementing best practices from those early times with improved modern methods, Spirit of French Lick has created a unique place in the industry, not only in terms of its story, but also methodology. Double pot still distillation, retention, and concentration of flavor and aroma. They, they've been doing this since 2016, and uh, it's been just a wild, wild week, uh, so and exciting. <laughs> and... Uh, after our last uh, our last uh, whiskey live tasting, which uh, we uh, uh, Roxy and I uh, did the the tasting, I believe it was Cave Hill Rabbit Hole. Uh, Alan Alan was all over the comment section, but he gave me a phone call, and that was just fantastic to be able to talk to. Uh, we talked for about an hour and a half about distilling pot stills. I mean, you know you know different types small small stills everything it was just it's just an amazing thing so thanks a lot to everybody at the spirits of french lick for your sponsorship that brings me and for all the great whiskeys and rise and absence that they're and the uh apple brandy that they're putting out over there what about that morning glory uh bourbon that he with the coat the the kosha which is the toasted buckwheat Kashia, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, just <laughs> it's gonna be insane, is what's gonna happen. I mean, that that's that, what he was talking about. You know, it's like you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to be. I hope we get a, bo- a hold of a bottle of that one. <laughs> hey, you know, Supernatural is gonna be all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, we are now uh, 470 people strong. We're getting closer. Uh, we have some new members. <laughs> I got to flip on the the glass. It's crystal. All right. I did this before without having a problem. Crystal Taft Harding, uh, Barbara Hirsch, Napoleon. Poliano, uh, Matt Glock, Andy Garrett, and Andy Mallows uh, are our new members for the week. Welcome, everybody. We uh, Every week, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and a lot more people, you know, there's a lot of exciting things happen uh, when we're pulling in distillers from around the country and whatnot. Welcome to the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and cheers, everybody. Yes, for sure. Cheers. So we've got the new member aspect out of it. <laughs> it's put down. Uh, remember, on the podcast format that you're listening to now, to uh, please subscribe to us and then also leave feedback. Feedback means a lot. Uh, obviously, people are giving feedback because we keep growing stronger and stronger. This week, we've gone over over a 1,000 downloads for a month, and it just keeps getting bigger. It doesn't go backwards. Uh, it's going up and up and up. And uh, in the last four months, we've pretty much uh, 
tripled our listenership. We were at one point I was trying to get to 500 and I thought that was like a major step and now we're over a thousand and it just keeps growing faster and faster. So we thank all the supporters there. Uh, check us out at www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Great uh, swag. You go to the store, buy it, buy the Scotchy Bourbon Boys Glen Karen. Uh, we've got them right here for tasting. That is the preferred tasting glass of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, Martin Duffy, uh, he's the North American glass representative of the Glen Karen Crystal Company. Uh, he also is a Scotchy Bourbon Boy with a wealth of knowledge uh, and and also connections in the industry. Uh, he has no problem. If you're part of the group, hit him up and talk to him. He's uh, just when it comes to whiskey, scotches, and bourbons, he has a huge amount of knowledge. Yes, he does. It's, it was always been great talking with him. Yeah, even po- we've podcasted with him, which is uh, fantastic, also. And uh, so, and then also, just make sure when you're at the at the website, checking out our whiskey live that happens every uh, Friday, second Friday, and. Fourth Friday of the month, we taste a, a bourbon or a scotch or a whiskey, and uh, we do it live on Facebook. So check out that, and then you also could check us out on Patreon, top right-hand corner of the website. Click that, head on over to Patreon. All the support you can give us, we appreciate. Uh, there's lots of different uh, formats or, or, or levels to support us. One consists of an actual tasting where we basically send you the whiskeys and you pick the scotchy bourbon boy of your choice to lead you in uh if you're close we'll do it in person if you're in the ohio area you want to come we could or in the south carolina area we would be more than willing to do it in person but we will also do it through zoom for anybody else who can't make it but that's all part of what we do on patreon so that that support is very important to us so please check that out uh the last thing is uh, the facebook group on the you know that's what we just talked about uh if you are on facebook just ask to become part of a member and you love whiskey, make sure that you check that out and uh, become a member of one of the hotter uh, Facebook groups on the web. For sure. Absolutely. Come check us out and join us for some fun, good whiskey, good fun, and good times, good friends. As I go about this, uh, technically, I wanna, we, I've want to. i been loading up and recording, and we've been getting, and there's going to be some good YouTube videos coming out, and we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys on YouTube. There's a bunch out there already, but we've upped our game for uh, some of the uh, distillery uh, visits that we have done. The next one uh, is really close. It's going to be the Spirit of French Lick, for, so look for that on YouTube. I can't wait. I've been doing the editing and I'm just trying to get better and better, more and more uh, information that, but that, uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, that, that, that podcast was awesome. And you've been teasing me like every other day, calling me, telling me, I'm get a few more, a couple more hours, just a few more minutes. And and I, what went on during that whole time we did that podcast. So I can't real, I'm the one that can't wait to see that. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's getting out there. So, uh, 
anything, uh, Mr. Bourbon Hunter, Super Nash, do you have anything to throw in today as far as have you seen anything that you haven't seen? Or, you know, maybe uh, is there anything you're uh, looking for on that secondary market? You know, anything out there, anything special going on? I saw a $2,499 bottle of Eagle Rare 17 today. $2,499? Yep, for one bottle Eagle Rare 17. Guess where it's at? at. I don't know where. Still sitting in, in, inside that glass cabinet <laughs> in uh, <middle> Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I, 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 we're, we're not into quite. That's a little bit of expense. Uh, they also had a bottle of E.H. Uh, e. Taylor small batch in there for uh, a mere one forty nine ninety nine. It's still sitting in there too. That is that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did pick up the, uh, my uh, Eliza Craig small batch that I needed for twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> that's the only good they had. So yeah, I did pick up something good today. Yeah, the, the they were normal priced, right? For yeah, the for yeah. the regular stuff that you can get, even though it has as we know, the price um when it comes to like secondary and what people are asking has nothing to do with what's actually in the bottle. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. th- it it has to do with whether or not you can drink what's in what, what if you want to pay to drink what's in the bottle, but it uh, there's I'm in demand is basically uh, supply and demand is basically what they're pricing it off of. It's not it's, they're not pricing the uh, actual bourbon and the whiskey that's in that bottle. You're right. Ka- yeah, Kavi from uh, Rabbit Hole uh, has that one that he just released in those Japanese those rare Japanese bottles. I think he only put seventeen hundred out. He's got a gold-plated cap on top of that, and then he's got uh, it in a box that's just yeah. unbelievable. And it's MSRP fourteen ninety nine, and I'm just like $1,499 to start out? I mean, just think about the secondary price on that shit. Oh, it's it's already over $3,000, uh, like five, I think something like 5000 for Yeah, secondary. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, and it's like... There's no, to me, I understand the bottle and the presentation and everything, and that's part of what I love. But at the same time, there's just, there's no liquid going into any bottle that has that kind of initial price tag. But I, but in, in one of the, you know, previous, uh, podcasts, we talked about why whiskey is expensive. I mean, he, he had to pay, a pretty penny for those barrels. Those barrels aren't something that you just can go out and make or ever. And it's just like, you know, he's got that, that whole thing going. So, (laughs) all right. So that brings us to the fun part now, right? That's right. I hope so. So we are, we have four, four bourbons here that we've been teasing you with. Now I'll, go through well i'm going to go through the part of my lineup uh we have elijah craig small batch which uh 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 super nash has uh said that he picked up that bottle so we can do the tasting and then the other one is the toasted barrel and realistically tonight we're looking at what the difference is from a toasted barrel 
to a regular bourbon what it does. And uh, we, we're going to go in a little bit of detail on each of the brands. I'm going to take the Elijah Craig brand. Uh, Supernatural will be taking the Michter's brand. Uh, we have Michter's, and you can go over what we have for Michter's. And we're going to be tasting the Michter's Toasted Sour Mash Whiskey. And also the Mictor's Small Batch Bourbon. All right. So we got those two. So we got a toasted uh, and also up against the, we, we upped the game. So put it up against the bourbon. Uh, and what we want to do through this is cover what what is the advantage of toasted and what is perceived as toasted. I believe... Um, if I'm not mistaken, some you know some people say it's what what those toast. If you drop it into a toasted stave, a, drop in a toasted stave, or you put it into a toasted uh, a new charred oak toasted barrel, like they do for these two brands, uh, you're talking about like banana bread and really sweet tones being added in, you know, and and honestly. Toasted marshmallow, like a toasted marshmallow type. Yeah. And correct. That's for that's totally correct. And so uh, we're blind on this. So we I've got these four bourbons sitting in front of me, and then I've got uh, (laughs) I've got four glasses sitting in front of me. And we are going to start out with, even though we don't know what's in front of us and it's not going to match up, it could match up, who knows, but it would be total luck if they were matching up what we were tasting. But we're just going to start. The one I'm tasting has a green sticker on the bottom, so I mark it green on the thing. And... So he actually covered the sticker sticker because he wrote the initials of the bottle on here. So I'm guessing, I'm, I'm sort of guessing that this might be yellow. Uh, okay. Going, so we're going to go with that and uh, we're going to pour it up and see. All right. And then also, if you want to give yourself your own spot tonight, Mr. Uh, Martin Ash, Marty, <laughs> um, AB Fire Extinguisher Services. You ha- did supply uh, three of the four bottles to me that we are drinking tonight, or um, two of the four were supplied, but one you bought and purchased with me down and at Heaven Hill. I am the owner of uh, AB Fire Extinguisher Service. Uh, which I service the areas of uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. I take care of uh, portable fire extinguishers, uh, restaurant uh, hood fire safety systems, emergency exit lighting, and a bunch of other uh, safety needs. Uh, If you're in any of those areas and need any of those services, I'll be glad to uh, help you out. Just give me a call. Ghostbusters. (laughs) Ghostbusters. <laughs> you've been you've been uh, very busy lately, which means that you've been all around the states uh, consistently. So, uh, although it's not been a real hot market, it's been uh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's been pretty pretty consistent. Uh, 
I've just been missing the times and the drops. Uh, but you know, I've I've seen I, I've got a lot of a lot of hands out there. Some some things I've been able to pick up, uh, you know. But uh, just hadn't quite. Uh, right now is really the top of my fire extinguisher game, you know. Uh, so and usually I get to spend my more of my bourbon hunting. <laughs> Uh, in the fall season, which is uh, usually is a better season for me to find stuff. There you go. All right, so I'm nosing this one, this green, the green one, and the nose is spectacular. I do. I the first, the first thing was. Uh, wow, I'm getting a good nose off the marks. Yeah, I'm getting some the toasted marshmallow. You know, it's funny. I'm going to be like toasted marshmallow and all this on tasting all these and getting this nose, you know, all this. And then it's going to be a oh, small batch, Elijah. <laughs> it just does me in every time. Uh, what the, the, the unique thing, folks, uh, when we are doing the blind tasting, what blind tasting does is completely strip you of any preconceived notion of what you're tasting. You, it's, you can't. If you know you're tasting a, the toasted barrel, you know what you're looking for in a toasted barrel so your mind can be adjusted with your taste while you're tasting. When you're tasting blind, and this is one thing that's that's really, it takes away all marketing, it takes away all preconceived notions, and leaves you with what just the whiskey is. And honestly, uh, it, if, you're, if you're doing it with good friends like I am tonight with Super Nash... Uh, cheers, brother. And, uh, you, that you can't take away. So I, a lot of times when you're having fun, whiskey tastes better when you're having fun and doing it with friends. Uh, that's one thing that, that still is not that you can't strip in a, a blind tasting. But when it comes to the other stuff, all the marketing, all the preconceived notions, all the critics who have told you what it's supposed to taste like, gone. This is just you out on a limb, and I like to do it, and usually the results for me are surprising, and it pisses me off, but at the same time, you got to go with what you what what you know and what you're tasting and what you like, and that's what this does. This makes this about you and what you like. So here, here the nose on this one. I get a little bit of cherry. And a little bit of that, like a, a just a little bit of that, a little bit of it, it's uh, what what's the flavor I'm looking? I'm so far far. I'm so looking forward to that Moonshine University test there that, that we're, you know we're going to be the class we're going to be taking in Louisville <laughs> because that's going to get us a lot of extra flavor. You know what? I know what? I think I got pear. Well, I mean, you're not going to get it. Yeah. What are you getting on yours? Because we, we might not. Be... Caramel. And mine is real fruity. This... I'm getting like. I'm getting like apricot. That could be. I could go maybe, with. Maybe even a little apple. Yeah. It's, that's what I'm getting on. That, honestly, that we're probably. We're, it's, it'll be interesting to see if these two. These are the number one notes. So let's nose them all first, and then we'll do. We'll just 
taste once we set the order. Oh, I, I need to. I'm gonna write this down, and I'm gonna write my guess down as to what this is. Well, you haven't even tasted it. So I wait. You, let's nose them first, and then taste them, and then do the guess. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna glass fuck them. <laughs> Nose oh my boy. god, that one is just once. <laughs> oh, we stick our tongue in it, huh? <laughs> now, this one's more caramel and burnt brown sugar. This one's a toasted marshmallow. That one for sure. That one's caramel, burnt brown sugar. And... Oh my god, is that delicious! Holy shit, there's a ton of butterscotch on that one. I'm liking that one. All right, and the third, the fourth one. Oh, see, you had all yours poured up. I had to pour, I got to pour mine up. Well, I, if it comes to nose, I'm going to butt up up that one. Because that one, I found the one I like. I have no idea what it is. I'm not going to try and guess what they are because every single time I try and guess what I'm tasting, it does. It's not anything close to what I thought I was tasting. Um, the color. Let's see the viscosity. The f- oh, that one really clings. That's some nice legs and clinging. This one here. Wow, that one's rich, creamy, buttery. Brown, sh- oh my god, that is good. That is butter, butter, butterscotch, and oh, honey. That's like a, a honey cornbread brown sugar. That is delicious. The smell, uh, yeah. Oh my god, now I get florals when I go off of the coming off that one. That's pretty sweet, too. All right. Hey, one thing, um, Martin, nose them one right after another in reverse order when you're done and see how the first two change. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's that's wonderful. That is just wonderful. What? what I got to figure out what that flavor is. Vanilla, cherry. Well, that 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 nose is awesome on the on the first one. So, uh, have you nosed them all now? No, I'm on the third one. Okay. Just remember to keep the order the same. Yeah, I'm setting them right back down. All right. They all went up in, like, it. I don't get any ethanol, and they all went up. Let's see what it does in that glass. Wow. Long, thick legs on that one. Yeah, this is fun. It's, it's always, there's a little pressure, but. So, anyways, while you're finishing up the nosing on that, uh, I wanted to go in with a little bit of, um. History on Elijah Craig. I'll do this. Um, 
the the mash bill for both the toasted and the uh, regular small batch, 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. It explains why I probably like uh, the why I like Elijah Craig because I do like the malted barley overriding the rye as the secondary grain. And there's not a lot of them, not a lot of bourbons do that secondary grain as the malted barley. They usually have the rye, the wheat or whatever, you know, that type of thing. Sometimes if there's four grains, you might have that, but usually in a, you know, when they're using the three classic grains, malted, malted barley, it does not exceed the rye, but it does in this case. Then, uh, the, the, when uh, Elijah Craig first came out, it had a 12-year age statement all the way up to 2016 when uh, they realized that they're going to have to remove that 12-year age statement because uh, they wouldn't be able to even come close to keeping the demand for Elijah Craig on the shelf. And now there is between 8- and 12-year-old bourbon uh, barrels in there uh, to mix, which they have been able to come up with a really nice flavor profile that a lot of people at first just roasted the hell out of heaven hill for changing it taking that age statement off but uh also a lot of people understand that that 12 year uh age statement that was there that a lot of the bourbon being produced now on elijah craig is better than what the 12 years with the mix between the 8 and 12 because when you're cherry picking some of those eight years to keep it consistent it's it it can make the bourbon better just because you know that put it this way just because it's 12 years and they're using all the 12 year barrels if you start using the 12 year barrels that all the all the 12 year barrels that you have some are good and some are bad i mean they're not all winners to quote billy bob thornton they can't all be winners and so you have to so if you start picking some better eight-year barrels and mixing it in with the 12-year barrels it produces a pretty fine whiskey and in some cases better than when it had the age statement so a lot of people thought that the elijah craig got better with the removal of the 12-year age statement but now they uh have no problem throwing out 13 year 18 year i mean they just keep every year introducing so you can have the best of both worlds but you just have to pay a little bit more correct there super nash that's correct so um we got you got one four four one through four. So I'll give one more thing. Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher who is credited by some as pioneering the process for true Kentucky bourbon in seventeen eighty nine. He is credited with being the first to put his distillate into charred oak barrels, one of the key requirements for a whiskey to be classified as bourbon. Now, just from the standpoint of that statement, uh Heaven Hill makes it, but this is where a lot of whiskey people go. Nobody knows for sure. Um they don't they they don't have a written history that he was the one but at the same time they don't have a written history and i always say this to people that say oh it's just made up propaganda marketing but they don't have a written history to say that he wasn't the one who did it either there's three or four stories nobody knows which one's the which one's correct uh and it could be a little of all of them they all could have been doing it uh but you know you can go with what, what you know, just go with what you want to believe. But once again, uh, it doesn't mean it's made up. It just means that he might not have been the first to do it. Anyways, so I got into that. 
so I was saying that the 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 small batch it was eight to twelve years, and then uh, it's ninety four proof. And what happens is is they take that small batch and they take a certain amount of the barrels and they dump them in new toasted oak barrels and they put them in there uh i was trying to get but get the how long but as far as i can see i don't i didn't get an actual time period of how long they left them in but i think it was uh somewhere a couple places i remember it was eight to nine months but they just wait till they're ready is what i've been hearing so that sometimes delays or or speeds up the release of the next batch as far as what i've been what i was hearing so there we go on that let's do the tasting and then you can give me your paragraphs on the mictors gotcha so let's do the tasting number the green to start off Just what I thought this was. I know what. I know what number one is on mine. I have an idea what it is on mine, but let's go with number two. You're not gonna write them down. They're right in front of me. That's interesting. I think I know what number two is. Damn. Let's have another sip. So, when you're blind tasting, it's also similar to a barrel pick. Because when you're doing a barrel pick, you've got four or five barrels. And you don't know what the barrels that you're tasting from. You don't know anything. You know what brand it is that you're tasting from. But to compare them, you really got to kind of do a couple things. One, I like to nose them first. And then I like to taste them. Pretty quick one right after another. But then I want to start to taste them one without uh, right now i've in between each one had a little bit of water and then i would like to reset my palate with some water and then kind of quickly taste take small tastes of each one to see which one is the best that's what i'm trying to pull out first and i think i already have a knowledge of what what i think everything is ooh Wow. So, there we go on that one. That one's good. So, the hard part for me, Martin, is going to be determining the two toast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know the to- I think I know the toasteds. But to pull out and understand uh, which is which is the difference. I think I've got the small batches down which I know which one is which, but I, on the toasted ones, 
I could be completely wrong. I think I know what I'm tasting. I think I know this. This seems to be for the first time I knew what I was doing. But you know what? Last time I thought I knew what I was doing, and I ended up picking just straight Maker's Mark, thinking it was something other than... Holy shit. I think I've come to a wall between uh, (laughs) the uh, small batch and the, the Maker's small batch bourbon like you don't know the difference yeah i've Uh, got the two toasted separated i think i think i do too so my green and my yellow which is number one and two are the small batches in my opinion just pulled the Michter's flavor out, I think. Well, I pulled the Michter's. So the green one is, my opinion, is just Elijah Craig. And then the yellow one, in my opinion, is, that's the second one, is the Michter's bourbon. The third one is this rich that's got to be the toasted barrel mictors which is the blue blue now how do what's the toasted barrel you definitely um the the bourbons are straightforward wouldn't you say uh super nash the the bourbons don't have anything um what would you say special going on they have some they have a nice bourbon taste i like it yeah. i like it it's ri- it, whatever but it's still it tastes like a regular bourbon that is a, a good regular it, bourbon they both taste young you can still taste a little bit of the tannins right stuff right where they're young Right, and you get a little bit more oak, and you get a little bit more of a, a little bit of bitter stuff happening. A little pigment from the, from the oakiness, yeah. Right, and then, but then the toasted barrels, which the third one I I, I believe is the toasted, and it's it's the Michter's for me, because it's got the most unique um, flavor. And if I remember how good this was when I tasted it, it's right up there. And then the toasted barrel, the toasted Pitch, creamy, uh, really uh, fills your mouth uh, with caramel. Uh, now, my first two, uh, my first two, uh, one and two were the toasted barrels. And then the last two are the. Uh, bourbons and my first two were the toasted were the regular bourbons and then my second two were the toasted barrel in my opinion and i think um so i went a lot yeah this is just my opinion i'm not gonna know until i pull the bottoms until we see that see that see what's what it is and so um but my favorite is my blue one and it's basically i think it's the toasted mictors which one? Which one was that? The first, your first or second? second? That was my third one, the blue one. Yeah, and it just the nose is a butt up up. Bring your colors. What? What were your colors again? 
because I just want to see how close they were to putting these colors on the bottles too. Green, yellow, blue, red. Same as you. She has the same sticker set that you picked up. All right. All right. So, um, uh, let me tell you what uh, I think my. Do you want me to tell you what I think my bottles are? Not yet, because I'm going to do a okay. our, another sponsor read. Uh, okay. The Log Still Distillery. Uh, we were just down there uh, last month. Uh, Wally and Lynn are super great people. And they are now uh, official sponsors of the Scotchy Bourbon Boy, and of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, one of the things that they're doing is they have their Monks Road series, and uh, Monks Road is their bourbon. We got to taste it when we were down there; it was delicious. But I can't wait to get back because they've got everything out there. But they also have their Fifth District series. And their 5th District series is, and I will read right from their website, with the Monks Road 5th District series, we tip our hat to the historic tax district of Central Kentucky, deeply seeped in bourbon lore. With this rotating series of hand-selected spirits, we honor a long line of rotating bluegrass-inspired bourbons created with the same ingenuity and fortitude made famous by our patriarch, Joseph Washington Dant. So, just this once, let's celebrate the tax man. The the 5th District series is the first release bourbon, and it pays homage to Cold Spring Distillery, a historic distillery founded in the 1800s on the land where they are currently located in southern Nelson, Kentucky. The Cold Spring name hearkened Back to the spring where even in summer the water stayed cold, cool enough that the distillery could continue to operate. Once again, thanks a lot, uh, Logstill Distillery. We look forward to a long partnership. We're just starting out and you're just starting out and hopefully we will all grow together. All right, so that brings us back to Mr. Super Nash. I, I know what I've got now. So let's 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 do this. Let's uh give them what we think it is and then pick before now pick the one the bourbon that you like the best or the whiskey that you like the best and I'm going with my blue and it's number it's it's blue. I think it is the toasted the Mitchers small batch. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The limited release toasted barrel finish sour mash whiskey, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's what I think no, that blue one is. But it's my favorite. So whatever it is, I'm going to barrel bash that one. So what is your favorite of this blind tasting? My favorite is the Michter's toasted barrel sour mash whiskey. And it has... Mine, I think it's going to be the green. All right. Which is the first bottle. That so. I had. That's what my, my number one bottle is. So that's the green. 
It's amazing how close Elijah Craig and Mitcher's Michter's bourbon truly is. They're very close. They're very close. Yeah. That's a rough one right there. Uh, uh, I think Elijah Craig to me is a little bit more darker and richer uh, in in the flavors than what uh, Michter's is. All right, so I'm going to find my green. I'm going to go to the bottom of the bottles. Okay. <laughs> it's just totally, completely wrong. All right. My green, I said green was Elijah Craig, and my green is Elijah Craig. So, so I got the first one right. So I need you to tell me what your first one is and see what you did. <laughs> Nobody can see this. I can see this, but you can hear it. Okay, he's reveal he's revealing it. And it's what? it was green and what is it? Oh, it is MSM TBW Mictor Sour Mash Toasted Barrel. And what so did you, you were right on your first one? I was right on my first one. All right. I said yellow was the that's my second one and i said that was the and just so everybody can see and so you can see right there i did write it down as bottle number one okay yes i i yeah you got it so i say yellow is michter's bourbon let's see if i'm right yellow and it's Michter's bourbon. So I nailed the crap out of the first two, and I'm impressed because I could tell that. Good. Yeah. So you're going for number two. All right. My bottle number two, I wrote down Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. All right. Here we go for the big reveal. And I actually wrote down that it should be yellow. And what do we got here? The order, yeah, and it is yellow. Oh, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. So he's he's, he's two for two and and Tiny's two for two. Super Nash. Uh, I already know that I was completely wrong when it came to the... At least I picked... I know what the Toasted Barrels were. And I know what the witch it are, but I am totally floored to the freaking. I am floored to the ground because the one I picked, number three, is so delicious and butterscotch, and it stood out to me so much more. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm blue, right? Yeah. So I'm sorry to say, but blue. Is Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Toasted Barrel. And I'm like, so that just, once again, I had preconceived notions on what the two Toasted Barrels should be. And this is, this for me, the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel was a step up from what I was tasting. The nose is a butt up up. I mean, it's it's just insane. Butterscotch and 
toasted mar. I mean, it's just insane how much for for this bottle of, that I have of this Elijah Craig. It's a toasted it, marshmallow. Yeah, but and caramel and butterscotch. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's so sweet, and then it transferred to the taste. Then, so obviously, I've got. You go. Let's see if you can. If you separate, if you've All separated right. Elijah Craig from what are you saying? Yours is. Chippy blue. And oh, I wrote down that it should be Elijah Craig small batch. Is what I'm thinking it is. So that should be E C S B, right? And blue. And blue on the thing. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, the sticker's pulling off. Oh no! Oh, stick back off. It's all right. It's all right. You can open up the other one, and we can. There it is. There it is. It's blue, Elijah Craig. It's like once again super Nash. So it's three for three. Here we go. And I on red, red is the Michter's sour mash. Obviously, everybody can see that. Now I'm gonna. And obviously, it was. So. So did it took you, me to, to pull between these those two? I had to pull that, and there it is: MSMB Mixer Small Batch Bourbon with the red label. I'm so glad! Oh, oh my god! Cool. It's not. I don't know why, but the 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 for whatever reason, the toasted mm-hmm. barrel to me on the Elijah Craig. Uh, was uh, put it this way did, but you thought your your palate says the toasted barrel finish mictors is actually you've you you thought that was better than the toasted that's the one you picked that you like the best right yeah and i just it's just i think just a little bit of uh the lighter flavors there's just something about the uh the mash bill i like and I don't know that I've I've grown accustomed to my palate, you know. So what I need uh, you to do is give some history on the Mictors because you have some, and we've got yeah. some time. And, and then that probably uh, will clear up a little bit on as to why the Elijah Craig. I'm going to drink a little bit of uh, like uh, the. Uh, Hey, I'm getting better, Super Dash. I mean, I picked out the toasted and I picked out the with no problem. And then I separated Michter's from Elijah Craig. It's just that my preconceived notion of the Michter's toasted should have been better than the Elijah Craig. That's why I went with it, not based off of what I know. Mm-hmm. And I did pick it. The Elijah Craig is, for me, hands down, the number one, the toasted barrel was the best. And it's funny because 
I was drinking off that bottle and I was having some sips just straight up and I wasn't quite as um, happy with this second bottle of to- you. You had sent one up and I had drank it and I loved it. Okay. But I wasn't as happy with this bottle because it didn't seem to be. But after sitting open for a little bit and then getting in this, this tasting, it's back to being a spectacular bourbon for me. You know, the toasted barrel. I liked it. But it was like it had gone from, ooh, I really like this, to just, I like it. It's like, now it's like, I really like it. And now, too, also, we're comparing a sour mashed whiskey, toasted sour mashed whiskey, to a toasted barrel bourbon. Elijah Craig is a toasted barrel bourbon. Right. And, and which, you know, it's more thicker and richer. And to me, it, it has more of like a dark chocolate and graham cracker uh, sort of taste to it than what the uh, the Michter Sour Mash whiskey does. The whiskey has a lighter, more toasted marshmallow type taste to me, if that makes any sense. Totally, it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, I'm like all over the campfire with the toasted marshmallows and the caramel and the butterscotch. That's just my, well, that's why I'm into bourbon. That's why I love bourbon. And I like, I, but, but for me, you've, you're looking at the, like, uh, like on the, on the Elijah Craig and, and the, the Michters, you're looking at out of 16 on the barrel rating, I probably would give them right around a 10, both of them. Okay. They're close, and I could tell the difference, but they're both good. Ten out of sixteen, and then the Michter's the Michter's toasted barrel sour mash goes up to like a a twelve for me. It goes up a little bit. I could tell the difference. I could tell it's toasted barrel, but it still almost has the same flavor pro- profile of the two. Even though it's a sour mash, it still almost is. It's still down there around the the other two. But then that Elijah Craig toasted barrel goes up to another level for me. That gets into a fifteen or a sixteen with the with the butt up up on that nose, and you know, and so. All right, so that's that's just now. You got anything to add to that? And are you going to? Re- you're supposed to be reading about Michters. Here we go. The yeah. history of Michters Distillery and whiskey. The rich history surrounding Michter's harkens back to America's first distilling company established in the 1700s by John Schenck, a Swiss Mennonite farmer who settled his family in Pennsylvania's Blue Mountain Valley. With his farm producing an abundance of rye in 1753, Schenck decided to build a small distillery to convert his excess rye to whiskey. In time, this little distillery with its hand-hammered stills would come to produce what would someday be known as the famous Michter's Whiskey. This particular rye whiskey was so valued that when the Revolutionary War broke out, General George Washington purchased it to fortify his men as they hunkered down in their camp through the long, brutal winter at Valley Forge. Michter's, as the saying goes, was the whiskey that warmed the American Revolution, and it continues to warm today's resurgent American whiskey revolution. 
The passage of Prohibition in 1919 forced Mictors and every other American distillery to shut its doors to the public. Although the distillery did reopen after the 21st Amendment reappealed Prohibition, Mictors changed hands many times over the next few decades and languished to the point where it eventually declared bankruptcy. With primary distilling operations shut, there remained two small pot still systems made in the mid-1970s by the steelmaker Vendome, which were reportedly used in part to construct, instruct tourists about distillation and uh, to make whiskey to be sold in gift shop. After the bankruptcy, one of these two steel systems was purchased by David Bean, and the rest of the movable equipment was stripped and sold off from the former Pennsylvania distillery, parts of which eventually collapsed. The remaining whiskey stocks were sold off as well. Teaming up with Mictor's president, Joseph J. Maglioco, in the 1990s, Richard Dick Newman undertook to resurrect the brand in Kentucky. An American hero who served as a U.S. Marine during the Korean War, Newman lost one of his legs in a battle and was awarded the Purple Heart. After leaving the military, Newman began an illustrious career in the spirits business where he eventually ran Old Grandad, Old Crow, and Old Taylor for national distillers before becoming president and CEO of Austin Nichols, the distiller of Wild Turkey. A Yale College and Harvard Law School graduate who in the 1980s decided to pursue his passion for spirits as president of Chatham Imports and later on as president of Mictor's American Whiskey Company, Maglioco says, when we set up our whiskey program for Mictor's, Dick and I wanted to get back to the cost be damned roots and produce the finest whiskey possible. Our goal was to show that whiskey was made in the United States could be equal to great whiskey made anywhere in the world. At the start, when we would sit in the industry executives and tell them the great rye whiskey would be an area of concentration for us, they would sit there dumbfounded and stare at us like we, we each had three heads. Fortunately, whiskey drinkers started to rediscover rye, and we were more right than wrong. Mictor's master distiller, Willie Pratt, is respected whiskey industry veteran with over 40 years of distilling experience. His best explain, he best explains the philosophy that has guided our product to such high critical acclaim since it's moved to Kentucky in the 1990s. The owners give me a free hand and I produce our product at a much higher than the typical angel share cost because I, I barrel at lower proofs and heat cycle our barrels and much larger amount of whiskey lost to the standard way uh, than the typical angel share. But the whiskey comes out richer and smoother if I made it the standard way. If a barrel is not at the exact right point of maturation, I will, I will benefit from more time I won't release it even if the sales guys and the distributors are screaming for more goods. That's why they tease me and call me Dr. No. <laughs> Excellent. That, that that one I hadn't heard. I've watched a couple. Uh, I know that uh, Michter's has uh, really been a promoting 
and using women in their distilling process. And they've got some fantastic people and uh, they, they put people in charge of every part of the distilling uh, process and then promote them and let them, let them talk about what they're doing. So, uh, you know, when you, when you're watching on other podcasts, uh, you have a really unbelievable, uh, unbelievable, diverse, uh, you know, amount of people that are compared to other distilleries, you know, sometimes the face is one or two people, but you know, they're there. It's just like every time you get a different person from Michter's. That's what, uh, another thing is we get more and more into this. And, uh, and as we've already started, uh, interviewing some of the women that are in the industry, uh, Michter's is one of the best places to go. And I hope that we get there someday and start interviewing some of the women that, I think for sure, uh, with our, uh, connection with Randy, Randy loves Mictors and everybody over there. So hopefully he can help us. Uh, it's, it's like, we've got connections everywhere now. That's right. Um, just so you know, uh, when, when Jason, when Jason finishes my, uh, barrel shelving, Jason Sparkman from wilderness trail is working on, a he's, he's, Taking a, a, a wilderness trail bourbon barrel and turning it into a shelf for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and when he finishes that, I gotta drive down in my pickup truck, and I will let you know those dates because you're gonna have to meet me there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I figured out a way. I told Jason today I figured out a way to get to Kentucky before September. So I was pretty happy about that. And then uh, I'm going to Wisconsin in uh, July 15th through 18th. And Jay Henry, uh, I've just put that Friday, which would be the 16th. Uh, I'm going to be heading up there and we're going to be podcasting and getting a distillery tour. So I got to find out who I'm all bringing up to Wisconsin that it's going to be interesting. Imagine that. I'm headed to Kentucky July 15th through 17th. Oh, she's just, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Hey, there's, there's, there's Kentucky ain't the, isn't the only place that uh, produces bourbon, and I gotta. Uh, we are paying attention to other. Hey, if you take the right equipment, maybe you can do, you know, figure out what you're gonna do in Kentucky, and maybe do something there. You know, it's like on your own. There could be the first uh, of a series of Super Nash. Super Nash on the road. You do realize I'm gonna have to make you a logo real soon. A, a personal logo that you put and you just open it up and it's like Super Nash. Tonight I am wearing my Heaven Hill uh, Kentucky Bourbon Trail hat. I am wearing my Evan Williams and my Larceny shirt. So I'm wow. I was on the Elijah Craig team tonight. That's for sure. You are definitely representing the bourbon industry tonight. There you go. So, we're going to barrel bash this real quick. Uh, you've got yours, and I've hey, got mine, so we both... Just since you're wearing all that, a uh, big shout out to Heaven Hill. Uh, just like to say, we like your products. We love and your products. get over there and maybe podcast with y'all one day. Connor. Connor O'Driscoll. So, yes, That's definitely. Uh, oh, let's see. Well, I forgot that we were going to barrel 
bashing. Yeah, we're barrel bashing. You're barrel bashing. You're number one, which is Michter's. So that that was a what was what would you call that? A paper mache shout out to Heaven Hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got the real one because I picked the I picked the Elijah Craig toasted barrels. All right, so all right, so the nose, like I said, on the nose of this of this uh, Elijah Craig toasted barrel, uh, I'm going to give it a four with a butt up up. But up up. That barrel bash is that that was probably one of the best barrel bashes I've ever done. It's I would have you know, on that Elijah Craig, I'd have to agree on the nose, uh with the four. Uh it was really good. Yeah, but what's your uh, toasted complex and I mean I just love the sweet toasted flavors, the rich caramel and uh the dark chocolate that I'm getting off of it. Uh, so I want to give it a four too. All right, but give us your number one right now. You can go with oh, your number one on the toasted sour mash whiskey. I actually have to give it a three because uh, mine's not quite as complex. All as, right, uh, Eliza Craig. Uh, Wow, I'm on my bunghole barrel bashing tonight. <laughs> All right, the taste. God. All right, it's oaky to some extent. So I'm going to give it a three because on that one, so in my opinion, I love the the front end, which is caramely, a little bit of marshmallow and everything. But then as it goes to the back part of your palate, it, the oak really starts to stand through. So if you like oaky, uh, bourbon, or you, you're a wine enthusiast and you like Chardonnays, Oki Chardonnays. This is a a delicious bourbon. But for me to get it to a four, there'd have to be a little bit more sweetness on the back of the palate. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you getting on your Michters? Mine, mine's just still just a little bit light, you know, because it's it's a a whiskey and it's uh, not like a ninety three proof. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you got the bottle. I don't. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll tell you what it is. I'm gonna give it lots of caramel, lots of toasted marshmallow, and graham cracker. But it's still just a little bit light. So yeah, I'm giving it a three. Okay, and it is an 86 proof with a 43 ABV. Yeah, ABV. ABV. All right, so. This Elijah, the the only part about this Elijah Craig toasted barrel well, if you give it a Kentucky chew, it does and that time, the stupid the 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 last sip there was with the Kentucky chew, it completely eliminated the toasted so if, folks if if you're drinking. 
and tasting. A lot of times how you taste can change the whole aspect of what's happening in your mouth. So in this case, when I was sipping and letting it go from front palate to mid palate to the back of my, you know, to the rear palate, uh, it was very, as far as the body goes, it was not a, a fulfilling whiskey as far as body goes. So it was a little bit thin on the body. But when I Kentucky chewed it, the bitterness of the oak went away and it became a little bit sweeter. And then it was a much more full-bodied whiskey. So there's there's lots of ways to drink whiskey to make it taste better too. How What your technique sometimes as far as tasting and drinking whiskey, that can affect the taste of the whiskey. So, you know, your goal is is to actually get your technique down that uh, allows the whiskey to taste the best that it possibly can. So, I the body on this, if you if you Kentucky chew it, goes to I'm going to give it a, I'll give this a three also. What this does in the glass, it sort of has a medium body to it. Uh, not that sort of medium to thick legs. Uh, and actually sort of coats your mouth pretty good, you know, and all the flavors uh, coat all the way across, uh, nice and oily. Uh, so I'm going to have to give it a three. So the finish, which is always the hardest part for me because the finish has to, for me, I'm always, to give it a four, it's got to be a long finish and it's got to finish sweet. And on this one, there's, it, it doesn't finish, it finishes a little sweet and it's a medium length finish. I mean, there's still a little bit of taste in my mouth if you want to go for length. But it's whatever's left is very neutral. It's just, you know, it's kind of like whatever. So on this, once again, I give this finish on the Elijah Craig a three. Which puts me at 14 out of 16 on the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. On mine, I think this is probably the weakest point. And that's probably because it's a 80, 86 proof uh, whiskey. It's, uh, it's hadn't got very much hog to it, but it's still, it, it just kind of nice little, it starts off with a nice little warm feeling, but it just sort of, it like fizzles out. And, but I mean, starts off with good, 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 good warm feeling and nice full flavor. Uh, all the way across, uh, nice sweetness. It's fully sweet all the way across. Sweet, a little bit of oakiness. So I'm giving it a three on that too. So you gave your Michter's Toasted Barrel a 12 out of 16. Yes. And I gave the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel a 14 out of 16. So in the duel, <laughs> in the duel, the the what, which means nothing because once again, 
folks. Uh, you know, it's like Super Nash picked what he liked. I picked what I liked. And in the end, you got to drink what you like. It's not like any of these were bad bourbons. I would drink them all. But what I was, but, but that, that Elijah Craig, that nose and the taste is pretty, pretty spectacular for that toasted barrel. Now here in 2020, it was a $49.99 bottle, but I believe we were paying $69.99 at the distillery for that bottle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's jumped up to $70 this year. Uh, on the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Now, this is not this year's... To- well, let's see. Think. Yeah, it's actually... I picked... I, I, this is not the distillery one that I brought home. This is actually the one that I was able to pick up, uh, you know, through you teaching me how to barrel... Uh, or how to bourbon hunt. So... <laughs> So, and, and honestly, folks, uh, everything that when uh, Super Nash came up and, you know, we went out bourbon hunting and, uh, you know, how I set up the re- relationships at the two different places, I have been like right spot on getting a good amount of bourbon that I would never have gotten if he hadn't showed me how to do it. And it's relationships and timing. Everything is relationships and timing. Uh, we just switched over um, at the Giant Eagle that I go to. Uh, my uh, Richard, who's there and who I talk to, uh, I still go on Wednesdays when the shipment comes. And we just talk about bourbon. We talk about uh, dis- distribution and all the stuff that he goes through as a manager of a liquor store. And liquor license and all the stuff that's happening in the state. He hears all that and he tells me about it. And it's a whole, you know, you've got the distillers. you got the actual distillery companies who own the people distilling. You know, they own the actual companies. You know, the big companies, Diageo. Uh, uh, just, you know, everybody who's out there, these large companies. And then you've got the actual distillers who are still down to earth. And then you've got the distribution aspect of what the fuck's going on in the United States. And it's so different in every state. Even if you're not a controlled state, the distribution is like, it just has a whole different aspect of what's happening from state to state. And the distilleries actually have to deal with this shit. So if you're not getting some bourbon that you want in one state and another state's getting it, it's because of how the distributors are working with the distilleries. You know, it's like you get some states get a ton of one thing and other states get nothing. But then when it comes to Pappy, it's a whole different story. And then it's, you know, it's like certain distribution makes you buy a certain amount to get the limited stuff and then other places. I mean, it's just so different everywhere and you got to kind of figure out what's going on. Well, it's like just, uh, yesterday, uh, me and my son, I happened to, uh, do fire extinguishers at this little convenience store and right with it, within it is a liquor store. So I'm like, yeah, hey, burger hunting, right? Well, I go in. Well, this is the first time that I've actually seen some, uh, you know, some good bourbons and stuff like this in his little glass case. I was like, hey, he's moving up, you know. Uh, and it's like this second year open, right? 
Well, I looked down there, and I see eight bottles of Eagle Rare, right? Well, I have to call him over, and he comes over, and he's like, how much for the Eagle Rare? He's, oh, man, that's high-dollar bourbon. Really? Okay, check it out. So he pulls up the bottle of Eagle Rare. And this is in South Carolina, right, where Eagle Rare is very hard to ever see it on the shelf. All right. He pulls it up. He rings up the price on it. Ninety-nine ninety-nine for Eagle Rare. Which the same thing happens here in Ohio. It's rare that it's there, but when you see it, it's thirty-one ninety-nine. Yeah. The price it's supposed to be. And so that's exactly what the that was a great story because it just shows the difference of, you know, up here we're getting Buffalo Trace. Uh, we get Buffalo Trace and we get Weller. And we get Antique 107. And everybody, you know, one, for Weller Special Reserve is a $22.99 bottle of bourbon. And it drinks like a $22.99 bourbon. I'm not saying that that's a bad bourbon, but it's not exceptional. But because half the country doesn't see it at $22.99, they see it at $125 on secondary they want this bourbon, and when they obtain it, that's another thing. You search and search and search, and you get this, and that makes your bourbon taste very good because you have satisfaction involved with your taste buds. The same place had three bottles of the Weller Special Reserve, and I, 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 I told him then after he told me the price of it, I said, I, I, I best not even ask this price of the Special Reserve. Oh, that... That's only seventy nine ninety nine for the special reserve. Only seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, how much for the one hundred seven? Oh, that's one twenty four ninety nine for the one hundred seven. Yeah, so that there's some states where the 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 well the reason why it's in that shelf and you're seeing it. The main reason yeah. is he's overpricing it. Usually, if you see something that's rare, it's overpriced and you're seeing it. Unless you're lucky and you've just come at the right time at the right place, the reason why you're seeing it is because it's overpriced and people are. I mean, I think the bourbon uh, connoisseur is starting to become a little bit more mature. Yes, there's a lot of people coming in and wanting the the that that don't understand completely, but there's a lot of people also that know that you you don't want to pay seventy nine. People coming into this game now, and they're tasting things like Eagle Rare and all that. Oh my God, that's smooth and sweet and good. I gotta have it. Well, and they're the ones that's paying those prices, right? In, but in defense of Eagle Rare this year, this batch, <laughs> it's probably worth fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, I mean, seriously, this batch was the best batch. I, I mean, I, I opened it, and it, I, I, I thought before Eagle Rare was okay. Once again, it's a thirty-one ninety-nine bottle of, of bourbon, and what I was tasting because of you sent in the last couple of years. But I wasn't like I need to have more Regal, Eagle Rare. I don't need to have more because. It just wasn't exceptional. But the bottle I picked up, you know, here in Ohio just recently is just a depiction of that all bourbon can be a little different from year to year. It actually can get better. And I thought the the Eagle Rare was fantastic. 
It's all aging in those barrels, you know. It's not a... It's aging in the house, you know. Yeah, and... And 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 I think the last ten years with this bourbon boom, that Mother Nature has been cooperating with the distillers that all the bourbon has been starting to up its its uh, deliciousness. I hear you, brother. All right. All right. So that brings us to another ep- the finish of another episode. I think I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's great to have you, Super Nash, for joining me from North Carolina this time. Yeah, it's been great to be here, man. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you and drink bourbon and and uh, just talk bourbon and just uh, you know everything. <laughs> exactly. So we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Woohoo! You can find us www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Make sure that you click that Patreon, uh, support us there, and then also on all YouTube and support us there. Yes, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page and look for YouTube promotions in the Facebook uh, group. It's coming soon. Super Nash has a bunch auto, of stuff. Auto giveaways. So if you want to get in. You gotta be a part of the Facebook group, or you know, yep, or just look for the giveaway promotion. All right, and then also, uh, just remember on all the podcast formats, subscribe and leave good feedback. So once again, remember, good good bourbon equals good friends, and also everybody live dangerously out there. Mr. Morrison, take us home. Oh, don't ask why. Good night, everybody, from the whiskey bar in the man cave of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys.